What's up, everybody? This is From the Grave to Grace podcast, where we will be digging into the Bible and looking at building our relationship with Christ. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to From the Grave to Grace, and... I uh, want to formally apologize because I've been trying to set myself up to do uh, an episode every week, Um, but here lately I've been kind of going rampant, it seems like. Um, Had a lot of uh, stressful things going on, a lot of uh, really unfortunate things, so um, if you guys will just pray for me, pray for my family and things like that, and um, I know that God will provide and He'll he'll get us through these times. but um, again, I just want to apologize because it has been two weeks and I was planning on doing it uh, last week, but just kind of got caught up with a few things, um, a little bit of drama, unfortunately, with uh, my work and um, and everything seems to be going smoothly now. Um, but I uh, unfortunately, with the world, we have to expect nothing but that. So um Anyway, again, I apologize that it hasn't been uh, an episode in a couple weeks, but I do plan on trying my best to get one out every week. I know that there are a couple people that ask me, um, you know, every week when I'm going to have one and and tell me that they're waiting on it because thankfully God has given me a way to to speak um, and to hopefully be able to um, to help other people to understand certain things. And he's. uh, He's definitely blessed me with the ability to to read his word and be able to come up with something out of it. So um, I thank him for that. And um, anyway, I uh, just wanted to come on and do an episode this morning um, because I had something that I've noticed that we as Christians have a, a bad tendency of doing. And it's something that we shouldn't do. Um, I've caught myself doing it at times. And, and things of that nature. Um, and uh, I want to go ahead and pray before we get started on this episode. And um, we'll, we'll dive right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the day that we have, dear Lord. We thank you for the breath that we can breathe. All of the senses that we have that you've blessed us with. We thank you for our families. We thank you for the ability to work and for our jobs. I know sometimes we get caught up, dear Lord, and and start feeling very negative about things. And Lord, we apologize because we shouldn't be that way. You have blessed us with the things that we have. And there are people that are in a whole lot worse situations than we are. Dear Lord, we have been very blessed. And I pray that you'll please just help all of us and anyone who's listening to this to see so that maybe they'll have more of a thankful and gratitude heart instead of a heart of jealousy or a heart of misunderstanding of the things that they have, dear Lord. I pray that you will please help me through this message and give me the words to speak, the words that should be spoken, dear Lord. And I pray that you will please just help it to go as smoothly as possible. And I pray that you will please help someone on the other end of this, dear Lord. I pray that that no matter what, every week, you bring me to this, and I pray that you will please 
just allow at least someone to be helped through it. Dear Lord, we thank you. We love you. It is in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so um, the thing that was laid on me is a lot of times we catch ourselves comparing ourselves to other Christians. So just something as simple as, well, I don't want to pray in front of people because my prayer is not as good as this person's prayer. And we compare ourselves to other people. We compare what we do to other people. But the thing is, is that God made us uniquely us. He made you uniquely you for a reason. He has a purpose for you. He has a job for you to do to further his kingdom. It doesn't matter if in your worldly mind, you think that what you may or may not do is as good as the next person. If God calls you to it, he'll bring you through it. So the thing is, is that again, we, we, ha- we end up comparing ourselves to others when the reality is we're all children of God. We were all created by God. We were all made to worship God. We all have something that God is calling us to do. A lot of times we don't answer it, but we have something that God has called us to do. So I want to read out of Galatians chapter 3, and I'm going to read from verse 23, and I'm going to read through at least verse 29, and I may even go into chapter 4 because that's under the same heading. And that's under the heading of children of God. Um, And I'm going to read that. Now, there are certain verses that I'm going to kind of stick to. Um, There's a couple of them. And I'll I'll make sure to uh, let you guys know that those are the ones that I'm going to stick to more. Um, But I'm going to read over the whole section because as one of my episodes before came in and it talked about that we need to make sure that we are getting the context. I don't want to just read one verse and you guys just only think about the the small part of that one verse instead i want you to see the wholeness of what's going on so we're going to read really quick again we're in galatians chapter 3 verse 23 is where i'm going to start and it starts off with before the coming of this faith now whenever it's talking about faith it's talking about the faithfulness of jesus before faith came so before jesus So before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up under the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So it's talking about that we're no longer under the law. Now, the Bible tells us that we will have the law written on our hearts. So it is not something that can just automatically be thrown out because there's a lot of people in this world right now because of the the things that are going on and because of the things that people allow, such as different sins, whether it be homosexuality or adultery or whatever the sin is. A lot of people are trying to say, oh, well, we don't have to worry about the law anymore. Well, Jesus even tells us that all of the things... 
that are in the law can be summed up under one thing, and that's love. But he says that I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So he's not saying I'm, I'm, I'm here to fulfill it and then throw it away. He said, I'm here to fulfill it because you couldn't. Now, in verse 26, which this area right here between 26 and 29, 28, 29, is where I'm going to kind of focus on the most, but I'm going to read more than that again. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We all know about the promise that God made to Abraham, that he would be a, a man among uh, a man of the father of many nations, um, and that they would be blessed. Um, starting in chapter 4 here, it says, What I am saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns his whole he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by the father. So also when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. So, in other words, we receive adoption under Jesus' sacrifice to sonship. Or, um, it says here at the bottom, the Greek word for adoption to sonship is a legal term referring to the full legal standing of an adopted male heir in Roman culture. So, we, we were adopted by God into the Son. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So that's the section that I was going to read, and it read through chapter 4, verse 7, uh, for those of you who were keeping up, or those of you who may want to go back and read it. So I read from chapter 3, verse 23 through chapter 4, verse 7, and that's in Galatians. Um, so anyway, like I said, the part that I really want to focus on the most is verse 26 through 28. And it says, again, I'll read it. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So we know that, that the church, or us as believers, is what that is, for those of you who didn't know maybe, um, is we are considered as and called the body of Christ. So there are people that will be the legs. There are people that will be the fingers. There are people that will be the palms and the hands. There are people that will be the arms. There are people that will be the mouth. There are people that will be all different parts of the body. And you have a part in that body. But the part that is your job to make the body work is still something that God has called you to do. 
It is not something that because God called you to be the hand that you can also then start comparing yourself to someone else because of the fact that, well, they were called to be the feet or they were called to be the mouth. Regardless of what it is, if God's called you to something, don't compare yourself because then you're saying, God, you may have gotten it wrong with my with what you called me to. Because what I think is that I should be more like this other person when in turn you should be more like Christ. You shouldn't focus on what someone else may be doing for the kingdom. The focus should be about what you can do for the kingdom, what you can do to bring people to Christ, to make disciples of all nations. Because for some people, it's preaching. For some people like me, I'm on, I'm on a podcast. There's some people that they're door greeters. And you know, sometimes those door greeters at churches, even though to somebody it may seem like a very, very, very small thing, I know from experience whenever I was a pastor, there was a lot of people that came back to the church that I was a part of because of the fact that they got a smile and a good morning and a happy, positive attitude to welcome them as a door greeter. Everyone has their calling and everyone has a purpose. Not one thing is any less and not anything is greater. Some people it's preaching. Like I said, some people it's being a missionary. Some people are terrified to go to mission works and go overseas. Me personally, I mean, if we didn't have four kids to have to deal with at all times, I would go and do it. I told somebody that on Sunday. As a matter of fact, and I've told my wife that several times. If I had the ability and didn't have four children to have to, to see about, now, I thank God for him. I'm not saying I don't want my kids, but I'm saying that if my circumstance was different, then I would go and do missionary work in a heartbeat. And in the same way, whenever my kids are grown and out of the house, I may still do that. Because I have a heart toward that. I think that it's amazing to see people go and do stuff like that. Um, now, again... Let's, let's break down a little bit of it. So on verse 26, it says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. So because of Jesus, you can be a child of God. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. And if you've been to church any time and actually heard a good, a good preaching, you will hear where a, a pastor has said in some way, I'm sure, and if not, then I'll tell you, that whenever you are saved, whenever you have salvation, if you accepted the gift of salvation through the sacrifice that was made from Jesus at Calvary, that He died for our sins and He paid that sacrifice, He paid the ransom for you, that now in God's eyes, you are viewed as Christ. You are viewed with His righteousness. You are seen through the clothes and through the eyes of Christ. He stands there and He directs and He mediates for you. So you have, again, as the Scripture says, all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. Now, the baptism, that is not necessarily talking about the outward expression. That's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
because the Bible says that whenever you are saved, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So in other words, you will be cleansed by the Holy Spirit in your body and you will become a new creation, as the Word says. Uh, on number 28, this kind of goes into what I'm trying to get across about the comparison, is that there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. There's no reason to compare yourself to anybody. There's no reason to compare yourself to Billy Graham. There's no reason to compare yourself to the pastor at your local church. There's no reason to compare yourself to anyone that has faith because you have a calling on your life just as they do. Just because yours doesn't look like theirs doesn't mean that it is any less in God's eyes. Sometimes we do compare though. We end up judging ourselves by thinking of someone else who doesn't seem to have it all together. So we have a tendency of looking at people that are higher than us and saying, man, I wish I could be like them. But then we also look at those who don't do as much or, or aren't as, as steady in the church and, and we end up comparing ourselves to them and trying to almost make the playing field level. Where we're just in the middle, you know, we're we're not that guy, but we're also not this one down here. Sometimes we end up playing favorites and we end up choosing our own team while we leave others out. It's kind of like playing kickball. <laughs> you you try to choose the best of the best so that you can have your team all amped up and you'll leave those other guys for somebody else to pick. Or whenever there's the people that nobody has chose yet, then you say, All right, well, we got enough to play. That's, that's not the way it is in the body of Christ. Sometimes we end up feeling superior because it doesn't seem like we need help. It doesn't seem like we, we need help from, from God or we He's already done what He can do. And, and basically, we're just kind of coasting along. And we feel superior to other people because it seems like, hey, we don't need help right now. Man, look at this other guy. He needs help from God. I'm doing just fine. Not not owning up to the fact that the reason you're doing fine is because of God. Maybe because you went through a hard time and at that time you felt at your lowest. Because whenever it, you you put yourself on that stature and even people who who try to put themselves in the higher up place because, well, I make more money than that person. Well, the money you make is irrelevant. It doesn't have anything to do with God. He can bless you with jobs to make more money, yes. But it's what you're doing with that shows the value of your heart to God because to God, the money doesn't mean anything. God will accept anyone and everyone who accepts His Son. God loves everybody. But the sad thing is that only some people will love Him back. God will forgive everybody. But only some people will accept that forgiveness. God doesn't discriminate. He doesn't say, you know what? This guy over here, he's done a whole lot of sins and he's done a whole lot of bad. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to bless him as much as I will bless the other person. It doesn't discriminate. 
His best gift is offered to everyone. It's just unfortunately, some people choose to refuse that gift. If we ever feel distant from God, maybe we should actually just remember that God does keep that line of communication open. Maybe He's just waiting on that call from us. No matter who you are, no matter where you're at, no matter what your situation, I promise you God has something for you. And it's something that may make you feel uncomfortable. It's something that may not be in your comfort zone, as they say. But I promise you, trying to further the kingdom and doing the things that you can to honor God with that gift, the rewards will be immeasurable. For some of us, it can be something as simple as raising your kids. I've said that before. For some of us, it could be a greeter at church. For some of us, maybe our husband has a calling on his life or a wife has a calling on their life. Maybe the job for that husband or wife is to, no matter what, set themselves aside and allow God to do what he has called the person to do and be in support of that in every way. Because I promise you, our spouses are a huge blessing to help us. And I know that it can be a very huge calling on someone's life to be the wife or the, the husband of a leader in a church. It takes a lot to do. I know it does because it did a lot for my wife whenever I was a pastor at the church. Some people, it's it's taking up offering. Some people, it might be, you know, holding the doors or doing kids ministry, preaching, evangelizing, going out and doing missionary work, feeding homeless people. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that God calls us to do. There's a lot of things that God lays on our hearts. And it's up to us to seek what He has for us through prayer, through reading of the Word, through seeking Not looking at what somebody else may be doing. Not looking at what someone else is doing better, so you should just try to do better at that. The body of Christ is not about comparisons. It's about everybody working together to be the one body of Christ. To be the church. Jesus is coming back for His bride, which is the church. Jesus is coming back for them. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Worry about what God's calling you to. Regardless of what it is, regardless of how comfortable it may make you, He's got something in store for you and it's far greater than what you could do for yourself. So, again, like I've said a few times throughout this, stop we have to stop the comparison and and well yours isn't as great as theirs and i'm not gonna pray in front of people because well i don't pray as good as this person um or i'm nervous to preach because well i'm not as good with my words as that person i don't want to go out and talk to other people about jesus because well i'm not as good with my words or talking or as a people person 
as these people. If God calls you something, he's going to bring you through it. So I love you guys. I'm going to go ahead and close out with prayer. And um, we will hopefully be able to get to it again next week. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the message that you've given us, dear Lord. And, and I pray that you will please help us to remember to stop comparing ourselves to other Christians. Stop comparing ourselves to others, regardless of what their status is, regardless of where they are in life, and regardless of what it is, dear Lord. Because I know, I know from experience, dear Lord, that, that all of us have been in those same shoes. We've been in the shoes of, of going without. We've been in the shoes of not being able to afford things. We've been in the shoes of, of not having the right words to say when it comes to praying. I pray that you will please just help us to focus on what it is that you have for us instead of focusing as much on what you have for someone else. To stop comparing, stop discriminating against things. Dear Lord, I pray that you will please just help us to see that no matter what, everybody has love from you and everyone has a gift of forgiveness from you. And I pray that you will please help us to remember that some people may not accept that, but our job is to try to at least show them. There are many a people that don't know anything about your love, dear Lord. And I pray that you will please just help us to all have the courage to tell someone. If it's one person then we're trying to do what we can for you. Dear Lord, I pray that you will please just help us to go through the rest of this week and that you'll bring us back together next week. And I pray that you will please just uh, bless this episode. And I pray that, that I got the message across that you laid on my heart, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we praise you, we thank you, and we love you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.